I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome everybody to this week's Drink of Ages radio show here on ESPN 97.5. He's Tom Painter. I, I, I am Tom Painter. <laughs> I'm John Denman. Uh, we're, 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 we're back after um, last week's uh, incredibly great show uh, over at Elder Sons. Yep. Um, it, what happened after that show was over uh, shall, shall be... Uh, should I be locked away in a box of mystery? It, we we need to lock that away because um, the story that I told, we don't, the story that 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 I I referenced, um, you know, to keep me from getting in a lot of trouble was, um, you know, let's stick to that story. Okay, yeah. So the uh, I mean, in short, uh, John and I both became lifetime members of their mug club. Uh, uh, many beers were had. Almost and a lifetime's worth, I think. Like we, <laughs> yeah. we tried to kill it all in one night. Got you uh, yeah, I think so. And, w- and when we got back to our respective places around two thirty, three in the morning, uh, yeah, uh, it, it was an adventure. But uh, well, all I know is that if you if you can ever stop by the new potato, <laughs> go by the new potato. That is a fantastic bar. Enough people, like, lots of people, don't even know that it exists. But it's on the east end of downtown and. Paul and the gang over there have put together a really just really just badass little spot to go sit and have some pints. Well, as we were going there, you did say that uh, that if we go there, we will be there till 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 two a.m. plus. Sometimes the like three days later. It was a prophecy, uh, <laughs> and, and it was fulfilled. But luckily, we survived, and now yeah, uh, man, So yeah, we're this, back. <laughs> now we're back on the just north of downtown over at Local Group and James Wolf Huggy Bear. He's hello, our guest, hello. and we're sitting here in the tap room right now, um, having. I've got, uh, this is the way to, to do it. You have a double, and a, you know a proper pour of a, of a good little double. Yeah, and you know. Then a pint. Yeah. You know, then, then just a nice full pour of uh, of something else. That's yeah, a good so way I, to start the show. Yeah, we got our juicy our hop school six. That's her juicy hazy pale ale. We do uh, rotate through the hops, and uh, this is on. We're on iteration number six right now. Okay. It's great. The this this what is the small one though? Is this the collab laser tag? Yeah, so that's laser tag, a collab we did with laser Chris Anderson with Laser Brewing. So Laser Brewing, when we were at Elder Sons last week, they also did a collab with these guys have a laser on the move. He gets around. Yeah. He gets around. Well, you know, as long as the beer, <laughs> and, and this beer is delicious. Good. Yeah, <laughs> that you. beer was good. This beer is really yeah, good. It came out really good. We did a we did a whirlpool. Uh, with some orange zest, and then uh, we did some new hop techniques that uh, he he said he did. You know, we kind of did it his way. So very little. We did a little nugget hops in the boil, and then most everything was in the uh, dry hop, actually. Yeah, so very very good. little bit in the boil. Yeah, that's, that's a popular way to uh, make something that's very soft. Yeah, easy. You know, juicy. Yeah, it, all those all those words. Yeah, it came out it came out really good. Like it was a little different than I how I do it usually, and I'm usually putting a lot in the dry hop, but. This was even more. I was like, okay. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I was like, let's go for it. So well, I was and told it, by a, a very, very popular brewery, not in Texas, but a very popular one that, you know, you, 
when it's time to you know cells start slowing down, you just add more hops to the dry hop. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so like, eventually, it'll be quintuple dry hopping this beer. Yeah, QDH. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's gonna be the next year style. Quad DH. Quint DH. Well, well, the more the more little the more that acronym you can add onto a beer like the D D H D I P A Z. All the X, all y, the letters. Like, yes. like 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 I gotta have it. <laughs> like, man, there's like eight letters. It doesn't even make a word. Man, that makes me want to drink it more. <laughs> it's like it's a double hazy, double dry hop, double I like IPA. Yeah, no, tri- let's triple all those things. Triple, oh, okay. Triple squared. More, more, <laughs> more. Yeah, plus even more. Like, man, we have to drink that one. Yeah, Wait, these. You said this was a a hazy, juicy pale ale. Yeah, it's it's all those things. Yeah, about mm-hmm. this one, uh, hop school six, about five nine. We shoot for about five and a half, you know, around oh. that range. So just. A little easier to drink, uh, but still got those juicy, hazy characters. Yeah, it, it feels like it's uh, it's a higher ABV beer, but that's not. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, some oats, wheat. Uh, well, that's the thing about like hazy beers is that it hides the booze really well. And even like, like some of these triples that are coming out, 12 13%, they're yeah. a little sweeter, but they're, they're still easy to drink. They, they, they can be, though I have had a... I think it was a, it just said IPA, but it was 14.5% alcohol IPA. It was a little hot, so it, it, that's didn't, a, that's it big. didn't quite hide it. It was still drinkable, but you could definitely feel it as it you're drinking it. Like, it just said IPA. It just said IPA. Just IPA. Like there, was just, there was just a glass in the middle of the brewery. It said beer. Yeah. It seemed harmless enough. <laughs> Drink me. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> 14% later. <laughs> it was a little kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually how it works, though. Yeah, you look at labels, you're like, oh, that's a really nice label. Next and then 178 you know, potato. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're at the new potato. <laughs> Which isn't a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it took about, it took a few days to, to recover from last week's show. It, yeah, still, still looking. Licking the wounds, yeah. but it's great to be here though. So, because local group is like, for me, it's if I wasn't at No Label, uh, where where Huggy Bear used to be a long time ago, and used to be far, far away. I remember those days. Like this is kind of the model I think I would much rather kind of get behind. Of yeah, like because uh, don't get me wrong, I love I love the production part of the brewery, but it's just like we talked about this before with other people, like the whole fight with. Creativity and distro, and it can become also like, who are you ser- like, who are yeah. you serving? Who are your, who is your master? Yeah, <laughs> that's what, that's what we thought. We opened this place up uh, right before COVID, so it kind of uh, kind of knocked us back a little. So it's been a challenge. Yeah, uh, but I still think this is the way, the kind of a small tap room. Um, if I had to do it again, I would still do it like this. It's going to be a struggle, but. Well, yeah, just more control, more just more everything. I think more well, everything, and as yeah. more things open up, and as more you know apartments go up right across the street. Yeah. Uh, I mean, your only half of those are be. our fault. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> Heart plumbing. <laughs> yeah, we're looking forward to that. We got the so we got four apartments um, in this area. Two two are now open, and two are up and coming. So. It should help. That should help uh, for sure. This area is this is near Northside Hardy Yards, and uh, city's been trying to develop this area. We're five minutes from downtown, ten minutes from the Heights, uh, you know, minutes from six ten forty five, I ten fifty nine. So we're kind of 
kind of near a Less lot than of a stuff. mile away from the rail line. Just yeah. very easy. Yeah, very, you know, jump on. Yeah, very easy to get to, no matter which direction you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, and they just built the Elysian uh, flyover uh, going into downtown on the uh, uh, east side of downtown. So that just ends like a block north of here. So. Uh, that's going to help. And then, uh, yeah, a couple breweries. St. Arnold's down the road. Frost is opening up. Frost Town's opening up down at the end of Elysian. And then uh, new breweries going up and down the street here, too. So oh, really? Yeah. Another one. Yeah. yeah. A couple Carbot guys. Former Carbot guys. Former. There, there's, there's a lot of former Carbot guys apparently opening up breweries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had a paradigm uh, a few weeks back. The uh, just, It's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. It's way out there. It looks pretty cool. It's Paradigm is a really nice place. With space uh, to grow. Looks like it's some money, yeah. Uh, space to grow, a uh, nice size tap room. Everything just looks really good. But then when you're there, the way that they put the where the parking lot is and where the entrance to the tap room is, you're you, when you're looking out the windows, you just see trees. Oh, and that part's nice. cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. yeah. But similar, so here at a local group, you guys have a kitchen. Yes. Pairs well with the beers. Yes. <laughs> And, yeah, yeah, and, and they're kind of, and, and you see a lot more of that coming up. Yeah, that was important to us because you know, from my days at Noble and Southern Star, we didn't have a kitchen, so it was food trucks, and that has so there's good food trucks. Yeah, there, there, there's good ones, but it's still always trying to keep keep something scheduled. Yes, the well, schedule they they cancel, they break down, they double book. The good ones open up a brick and mortar and go away from a truck during, the, during COVID a bit, right? Yeah. I mean, Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we uh, we had to shut everything shut down. You know, restaurants, bars shut down, so we were shut down to go only. Um, we were doing food out though. We have a little uh, serving window onto our patio, and so we were doing that uh, food and beer. Yeah. And then they opened up restaurants, and we switched our license to a food and beverage, so we opened up as a restaurant. Um, so that helped us stay open as long as we could. We were we were closed down for months until we until we defeated COVID with a hot dog cart. Yeah. And then uh. <laughs> That usually defeats everything. Hot dog, yeah. A good hot dog cart. Hot dog can't solve it. Then. Yeah. And just no one can solve go it. Go somewhere else. But it was one of those things, like, like everyone involved was like, man, we need to have a food option. And then we now we're developing a restaurant. But I think a lot of breweries are the same. Like, it's... It's like, you know, and also having all those food trucks are great, but people do want something a little bit more consistent. Yeah, they want to know what to expect. I think they want to know what to expect. Like, yeah. whenever I go out, it's like... Do they have a Do they have a kitchen? You know what what kind of food do they got? You know, and so you kind of look on social media, who's the truck tonight? You know, kind of thing. So it's a little hard to plan. So if you have a kitchen, you can kind of have a fixed menu, and you kind of people know what to expect. Oh, we can also rotate new stuff in. Um, we're, we're kind of working on our menu now. With, with COVID, we've had to change a lot of things, obviously, and reduce some things down. So we're hoping to get some of that back. We're trying to do some new specials uh, during the week uh, to get more people out. Um, so we have the food too, and then my hope is too. We've already started doing it on some of the beers. Is incorporate some culinary ingredients, some of the food ingredients. So Absolutely. I've done some. I've, we've done some spiced beers, and uh, you know things with cocoa, with uh, sugar, things like that. So we're trying to do some new things like that. So I think that's something that we can do that a lot of places don't have that option. Like they don't have a food vendor necessarily that they can get stuff from. So we're looking at doing more stuff like that. Yeah, between that and uh, doing a lot of different food pairings, you know, with the stuff you make that you know is going to go specifically with this beer, or you add the beer to the food, or like you're saying, you know, mm -hmm. the food to the beer, and then yeah. create these nights and events. I love food events, yeah. right? Food and beer events. Yeah, we're trying to do some uh, beer dinners. Um, with COVID, kind of, we've been kind of 
waiting, you know, waiting till the time was right. But we want to definitely uh, kind of roll into that as quick as we can. When is that time right? I mean, <laughs> what, what's everybody like? I, at this point, I'm like, you know what? Let's just rock and roll. I don't know. Let's, yeah, it may just be just do it. You just know? do it. Hopefully, hopefully it's good. I've done everything right. I've got all my boosters and vaccines <laughs> and masks right. and <laughs> yeah, I've, 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 you know, mostly. Actually, I'm, I'm not, not going to lie. I didn't really do much right. I did, you know, I did get vaccinated because my wife's a nurse. She's like, you son of a bitch, blah, blah, you know, yeah. better get vaccinated. So I did that. But, um, yeah, outside of that, um, COVID, COVID, I mean, I don't know, it, was, it, was, it was fun. I had a good time, you know, hanging out in the back of breweries. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I went and hid. So, it, yeah, it could have been worse. Yeah. Could've it's been, been, it's been challenging, but uh, I think hopefully things get better soon and uh, people are wanting to go out more. Have you guys been impacted by Omicron at all? Yeah, definitely this month. Uh, January's been slower for us, for yeah. sure. The, but start, it, the start of the month. Is that just January slow, or is it um, Omicron slow? It's probably a combination. I mean, we're so new, it's hard to say, since we opened up February 28th, 2020. You really haven't had, like, a normal year yet. No, that's the thing, is, like, we're we're coming up on two years in February, but it's not really, you know, kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Like, I don't know what counts. <laughs> we don't know what normal is. Well, hopefully, you know, as things improve, we're like, we did 10 times better than we did last year. <laughs> I mean, oh, like yeah, the numbers yeah, yeah. were, like, once everything actually does normalize and you can actually have, like, people here that, you know, people want to come out and all that. Yeah. It's like, awesome. The numbers are great. Yeah, we we definitely did last year was better than the previous year for us. So um, it's gotten better for sure. And I think as our name gets out there more, we're trying to do as much distro as we can to get our name out there. We still want to get people into the tap room as much as possible. Um, so having uh, kegs in the market, we're starting some cans out in the market now too. So that helps get our name out there, and and we're just trying to keep quality beer and quality food and good service and get people to keep coming back. Well, I know the last time I was here, pretty much is like a burger and chicken wings. Uh, it's two of my favorite foods. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you guys do those both of those very very well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, I mean that's we. we we put out our menu and then we look at what's selling. It's like, all right, it's burgers, wings, queso, pretzels. You know, it's kind of the kind of the bar food. We wanted to do bar food, but kind of elevate it a little bit, make it a little, little upscale it a little bit. So that's kind of what we've been doing. Uh, we're we're going, like I said, we're going back and looking at our menu now and cutting things that don't sell and reorganizing, rejiggering things, and uh, you know, just trying to get give people what they want. You know, so give them options. Everybody um, thinks people want Brussels sprouts. But only a few people really <laughs> want Brussels sprouts. I don't. We got some good Brussels sprouts. I know. I'm sure they're good, and I like them. <laughs> but I see them on the menus a lot. Here's what people want. Okay, like I'm just gonna like yeah, chips and queso, burgers, all that stuff. But this is really easy. Everyone wants to do this. Candied bacon. Candied oh, bacon. There's nothing to it. That's true. And people yeah. charge like eight, eight, ten dollars for this. Yes, yeah. It's bacon with syrup. <laughs> A little brown sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a touch of cayenne. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I wish I had some now. Like, now you said it. It's thick bacon. They cut it up, put syrup on it. They call it million dollar bacon. Yeah. And like, and it's, it's amazing. But if you see it, you just want to get it. That's it's true. delicious. We should do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, popcorn. I'm a sucker for popcorn. If popcorn. I see, if I see popcorn, popcorn I'm like, yeah, give it to me. But the only problem is that I'm a horrible popcorn eater. Like I can't eat like one at a time. It's like handfuls, so it's a bad thing to do in public because it gets in the beard and everything. Uh, but yeah, you gotta do it in the I, dark in the theater. Yeah, do it in the dark in the theater. <laughs> then, you know, clean up before before the lights come back on. <laughs> we have a popcorn vendor that shows up at the brewery like during the weekend, and they do farmers markets and stuff like that. And I'm talking to this person, and 
And it's like, oh, just be my wife, and this is what we do, and yada, yada, yada. They have these little tubs, and they sell them for like five bucks each, and um, which is a lot for popcorn, but whatever, right? Because yeah. it's like, hey, $5, you get a little tub of popcorn. I don't Boy. know. And, and, and they're like, hey, if you buy two, you can get like one free or something, something. And then this guy's telling me, it's like, oh, man, yeah, I moved through, um, through about like... Like twelve hundred tons of popcorn last week. It was it was amazing, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, wait a second. <laughs> I was like, am I like, you know how much sweat and tears goes into like, so you know, like, you know, being involved in a brewery yeah, and like, beer. you know, taproom managers and GMs and sales and accounts. Like this guy's running around like making popcorn. He, he and, did like, it right. Like, and he's just like, you want this flavor? You want that? Like, you know, the stress of like in this. I was just like. I'm out of the beer business. <laughs> no, it sounds like you need to get in the popcorn business. That's the dream job. Right? I mean, I don't know how healthy or unhealthy popcorn truly is, you know, with how I guess it depends on what you make on it, but I don't know. I'd, if I got in the popcorn business. I don't know how, how healthy or unhealthy just the actual pop, eating popcorn is. No. Like, what, 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 what is it? Well, all I know is that <laughs> you know you know the tin that you get for Christmas, like when you do like yeah. whatever, and it's like the yeah. the, the cheddar popcorn the and the butter popcorn and the uh, what's the uh, the caramel corn? the caramel corn. I've gone through like three quarters of that since Christmas. Yeah, and that's a that's a lot of popcorn. That's a lot of popcorn. But it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. Corn, corn's cheap. It's just good. Uh, we're gonna take a break. And when we get back, we'll we'll continue this popcorn conversation. We are a local group. This is Drink of Ages Radio on ESPN 97.5. We'll be right back. Hey, good beer drinkers. This is John Denman from Drink of Ages Radio inviting you out to Spindle Tap Brewery. Less than 15 minutes north of downtown, Spindle Tap is making some of the best beers around. IPAs, double IPAs, lagers, and stouts. Definitely going to find your next favorite beer. Come out and be ready to play, though. Nine-hole championship putt-putt, basketball court, baseball and kickball field, disc golf, or just kick back in the air-conditioned tap room. Great food, excellent beers, and a badass time. Check out Spindle Tap Brewery, Spindle Tap, that's T-A-P, SpindleTap.com. Hi, this is Robert, Elder Sun Brewing. We're family-friendly and pet-friendly, open Thursday through Sunday. We offer styles from a wit up to a black IPA, to a stout, to a porter, all styles. Come on in and try the newest brewery in Houston, Elder Sun Brewing. Back in 2012, Travis and Chris, along with their father, Wesley, decided to open up Harris County's first legal distillery, and Whitmire's Distilling was born. Crafting excellent whiskeys and vodka, they were making true Texas spirits, not just putting a picture of Texas on the bottle. Stop by the new distillery at Sam Houston Parkway in 249, or go by the new tasting room located at the former Buffalo Bayou Brewing Facility of Nolda near I-10 and T.C. Gesture. Learn more about this veteran and family-owned distillery at Whitmire's.com. Hi, it's Tom from No Label Brewing down in Katy, Texas. Come out and visit us seven days a week in historic Katy, right between the silos. If it's the weekend, it's live music, it's beer releases, it's food trucks, vendors, HX markets, more. Can't make it on the weekend? Don't worry, we're open seven days a week. So coming out for bingo nights, trivia nights, run clubs, there's so much going on out here between the silos. So if you're looking for craft beer and a good time, come out to Katy, Texas, come out to No Label. All right, we are back. This is Drink of Ages here on ESPN 97.5. We're hanging out at local group brewing. Tom Banner, John Denman, 
James Wolf is our guest. Huggy Bear here. Huggy Bear is here. And we are hanging out in the tap room. Uh, we didn't get another beer between segments. Yeah, see, see, Huggy uh, Bear, he's, he's, he's about to stop you. He saw it. I saw it. Yeah, like, I was uh, like, I saw it in his eyes. He was like, well, uh, we're going. No, and no, then, no. Record now. And then, yeah, like, here we are. <laughs> we may be doing an extra segment on okay. this show just so we can uh, <laughs> take, a, take a beer break. A consistent, a consistency quality. <laughs> we got the beer. Yeah. <laughs> So where did the Huggy Bear story come from? I've probably heard of this, but I've probably been on many beers in. Oh yeah, uh, this was from Noble actually. Oh, so I we mean, were just out. look at the guy. Right? <laughs> He's a Huggy Bear. <laughs> we were at uh, Guru Burgers down in Sugarland, and they have a they have a Huggy Bear crepe down there, and uh, we were doing an event for Noble. We were doing a pint night, and it was uh, it was me, Zach, and Alan White Lanus. Remember no. those guys? Zach Armstrong, Alan White, Lanus. Uh, like anyway, old guys. Yeah, old. and you're at Guru of all places. And we were at Guru. All of us were there. I don't know why all of us were there for a pint night, you know. And my wife was there too. I used to show up for a lot of no label pint nights at Guru. Yeah, well, maybe, was, yeah, we we said the we yeah. said it right. So, so uh, um, Re- uh, Randy Rodriguez, former GM of Guru, he's also the GM at No Label and uh, close personal friend of uh, John and myself. We've gone on many trips together. Sometimes we end up in fights, but we always come back as friends. It's <laughs> a big guy to wrestle, man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> to be honest, that's why those fights end quick. <laughs> yeah, so we were we were down at Guru and doing a night, and then uh, we were like, "Hey, I think Alan was like, hey, we need nicknames. Everyone needs a nickname. If you work in a brewery, you gotta have a nickname." And then my wife was like, "Huggy Bear, my husband, he's Huggy Bear. That's his, that's his nickname." So yeah, kind of stuck. And it stuck. And it stuck. And actually, there's, there was a guy there. One of the one of the workers there. His nickname was Huggy Bear. So oh, yeah. They named the crepe after him, and then I got named after the crepe. So. Well then, <laughs> yeah. He's no longer named Huggy Bear. Yeah, I I, I assumed the moniker. I had to uh, kill him. So uh, <laughs> so that's now how it works. Yep. You drink out of a school, and you take over his name. There can be only one. There could be only one. <laughs> <laughs> now, but um, local group is. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's such an easy place to get to, no matter what part of Houston that you're in. Uh, if the apartments weren't here, you could totally see downtown. Yeah, we used to have a nice view. You could actually see Minute Maid from here, from the patio. And uh, right when we opened, we're like, oh, yeah, maybe we can see the fireworks. And then COVID hit, and everything shut down. We're like, ugh. So we, I, we never saw fireworks for the, uh, the so, Astros games. So, so. And yeah, it's kind of covered up. You can kind of see the tops of the buildings. Uh, downtown, but it's uh, definitely not as uh, impactful. But the, we're still close. So these apartment complexes that are, that are in the way. The uh, we, like, <laughs> and I were at a guild meeting, and we were like, he's like, he's like, yes, like it's like some a holes are building these, <laughs> these apartment complexes, and yada yada yada. And so uh, I, said, I think I said nice gentleman. A nice gentleman. Yeah, yes, I think that was the exact word. Nice gentleman. And then I was mentioning this to uh, so uh, so my. Uh, Another close personal friend of John and, my, and myself, but also uh, the other owner uh, of No Label. He owns a construction company. Does pl- he essentially builds apartments, plumbing, and then uh, we're we're driving here one day. We're dr- we're um we're like 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 we're driving to local group because it's like your soft opening or it's somewhere it's like near like rodeo season February yeah, yeah. like like 2020. Yeah, and they uh and. It was like it was like oh okay we're going over to like the local group and, and like Garrett's like oh this is right where we're we're building some apartments <laughs> over here and I'm like oh wait 
And then I told him the story. He's like, no, no, I don't think that's us. And, the, uh, and then it started off. He, he parks right as I'm looking, like right where I'm looking at the window where all those cars are parked. And then he just stares straight. He's like, he's like, oh, hell. There, there's Armando. There's Juan. They're walking. I'm like, no, yes. no. It's your fault. And immediately come in here and come clean. He's like, why? I thought we were friends. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah, we're bringing you more customers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, we're gonna have. Yeah, we'll have more neighbors. So we're we're excited for that. Actually, yeah, we're three, excited for an open. Three thousand more neighbors. So. Yeah, <laughs> three thousand well, new friends. Exactly. Friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of new friends. A lot of new um, uh, beer drinkers. It actually, is yes. the local yeah. group. Right That's here. the hope. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, a lot of drinkers in that group. Yeah. So we're gonna try to definitely. I mean, we're trying to do more neighborhood stuff too to get well, people to come. You in. walk in and it says, "Hey neighbor." Exactly. <laughs> hey neighbor. Hey neighbor. And, and this area is booming. Like I was over, like literally, like a mile away or less, over at St. Arnold, and like there's all those shops that are starting to go in over there. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And like, like this area is 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 prime for like kind of redevelopment and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, there's a lot of empty warehouses. Like this was a warehouse that was kind of in just used for storage and a little bit of work. And then up and down the street here, there's just empty warehouse, empty warehouse. So there's a lot. Of, there's just nothing going on. So hopefully stuff can go in and uh, repurpose it. Well, people have already bought it, right? Like, like, some of them, yeah. Yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff's already been sold, and they're just sitting on it, waiting for some, you know, some to things to change. Yeah. yeah, some might try to make more money, but some others they just have ideas like, man, we're we're just kind of waiting. Yeah, we waiting for the economy this, to. Or this, COVID the city's and been all trying this. to develop this area for decades, so for a so, very long, very long time. A lot of people have been holding out, like, oh, you're trying to develop it. Oh, well, and I'm going to hold out until the last second to sell my place. So. So that has kind of stunted development because of that, because everyone's just kind of holding out. Um, but it's starting to grow now, and, and it's kind of one of the last areas near downtown that's, uh, uh, you know, well, right for change. The, the first I heard about this whole new big proposal around Buffalo Bayou, like the whole north side of Buffalo Bayou between like 45 and 59 was supposed to be developed with shops and all mm. these things and apartments and all that, like right, pretty close, like right on the on, on the Buffalo Bayou, right? And that just never really, yeah, never really took off. Yeah, I, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, it's getting there. It's getting there. It is getting there. And the Elysian uh, Viaduct, the little crossover, you know that that makes it real easy. Uh, Hardy yeah. Toll Road, downtown Minute Maid Park. You yeah, know, you can go straight uh, to Minute Maid. Yeah, yeah, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, that should that should help too with that. Um, trying to get more people in and out of downtown. Unfortunately, right now with COVID, not a lot of people are downtown right now. So I know a lot of places downtown are struggling as well. So it's and then us being located next to downtown, it's uh, we're kind of in a similar boat. Yeah, so. you have to get out to suburbs where COVID yeah. doesn't exist. We our keg um, sales are better in the suburbs. Right yeah, now for sure. Yeah, get out in the suburbs <laughs> and COVID. Yeah, it's not that important. Go <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> like no label. You know, you kind of like pretty much once you get about I don't know ten miles outside of six ten. You know that area, maybe not even that far. Like maybe like three miles outside of six ten. Yeah. Well, you know, anywhere, no matter which direction you go, West Houston, Fort Bend, like Fort Bend. I keep on telling people, like as much as it's, it is outside. Fort Bend is still this weird fifty one forty nine. It, it's like it's blue, but barely the. Uh, so you're kind of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Kind of a little bit out there, hmm. but now if you go out to Cyprus, like like Jersey Village, Cyprus, you start getting out there toward Tomball. This stuff never happened. Free for all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like if you walk in with a mask, they think you're robbing the place. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you better take that off. I need, I need to see your face. The, yeah. uh, 
because there's a few places out there. It's like, don't you wear a mask? Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's like back during the initial, initial. Yeah. Even during, you know, mask up. Yeah. Save lives. I know for us out in Katy, though, at no label, when we were doing the mask up stuff, like, people would be like, it was like, people either get upset at you because you didn't have enough mask signs up or they get or they'd be upset at you because you would tell them to wear a mask. Uh-huh. It's like, why do we have to be distanced? It's like, why do we have to wash our hands? Whoa, whoa, guy, <laughs> wait a second. Let's go back on the wash the hands bit. <laughs> yeah, go back to that part. <laughs> it's like, what, what have you been doing? I think you might need to leave, <laughs> you know, just think, on those grounds alone. I think you've been spreading some other diseases. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get some penicillin. Wait, and did uh, someone get mad at us because we put it in uh, um, an electric hand dryer, and they thought it was like, like political political and like it was like there's nothing political about this just trying to like not, not use as much paper yeah, like, save the earth. like like it's not even save the earth it's called save money yeah, save money <laughs> like, 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 but it was like it was like you, like you've given in it's like to what <laughs> <laughs> oh man there's a lot of misguided people out there especially these days it, it, it's really funny man because yeah, even even with COVID, it's just like I don't think anybody on either side is truly wrong, but nobody's truly right in whether they should do it, act this way or act that way. But there's like no middle compromise. On yeah, it's hard to have a conversation or a dialogue with people without someone getting upset. And be open-minded, you know. It's funny, like, but then there's, there's good stuff to come out like of it. I think like a lot of breweries like. Uh, uh, a regular theme that John and I have run, run into is the pivot, pivot, pivot. People, mm-hmm. people like like adopting to like we need to find out what really works. <laughs> yes, and like and move forward and fast. Like yeah, it, yeah it, like in, in in pivot to like year three of our game plan. Right. Or, but it, but then you come and then you come out of it and then there's some stuff you keep. I know for us we have a giant yard and we had a space we had to grid all our tables out and, sp- mm. and space them. Well, I mean. Uh, you know, but 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 then we kept all those things. Yeah, because we're like, you know what? It, it actually is nice to have everything, instead of people can just kind of do whatever they want. Is to have this grid because it feels more structured, right? And people do have more space to breathe. And you kind of, yeah, yeah. We did the same with uh, our canning line. Like, we didn't plan to can for a while, but as soon as we shut down, we're like, okay, this is who knows how long this can go on, and we got to go. We got to get beer out the door. So we got a, a little wild. Uh, sorry. Wild Goose one-head uh, gosling canning line. So it's just a one-head. It's a small line. Um, we can run it with just a small crew, and we're just kind of getting all the cans out. And it's, it's getting us quality beer out, but we weren't planning on getting that for a few years. Like, we were planning to do taproom sales, you know, just get people in the door kind of thing. And then we just immediately had to pivot to that. So luckily we uh, were able to get that. So that's helping us. And then we're keeping it, yeah, because it's, it's, it's helping us out. We're getting cans into grocery stores now, and... We're canning up beer to go. Uh, we did our uh, barrel aged beer, uh, our starry eyed surprise, uh, which we'll probably talk about a little later. But uh, we got that into cans too, and we wouldn't have been able to do that if we hadn't had that canning line in place. So it actually kind of worked out. And the same thing with barrels. We we shut down and we said, okay. I did two things. I was like, all right, two things. I want to make a lager because who knows how long are we shut down for? So let's do a lager. We got time, and let's do a barrel aged beer. So we did a barrel aged beer. We threw a a stout into some barrels and it was in there for 14 months so which didn't mean to go 14 months but it just kind of worked out <laughs> just worked out that way yeah. and yeah when you have that time on your hands it's like what else are you gonna do well, yeah yeah log so, or something yeah so it's it's worked out you know there's some uh, definitely some positive things like you're saying like 
uh, things that we're going to keep for sure. And we're going to keep doing the barrel age now. We're going to do it every year. we got a plan now. So yeah. that kind of worked out. We kind of accelerated it, but it works. So One of the things that, uh, that I do miss that was kind of put into place uh, during COVID and now it's no longer in place is getting off an airplane. Because during COVID, everybody stayed seated until the row in front of them got up. Uh-huh. And then once they started walking, <laughs> then that the next row would get up. And not like, you know, normal where the plane lands, everybody takes out their seatbelt, stands up right next to you. Basically, you got crotch in your face. Yeah. You know, you're just like, man, I'm just, just you're not leaving it. You're not getting yeah. out the plane for like 10 minutes, oh. man. Just sit, sit back down. So sit this back is down. a recent thing that happened to you? It, 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 it happens a lot. It happens, unfortunately, a, a lot, lot. A lot of crotches and face. Like, I'm, 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 I'm looking around here. I'm seeing a lot of QR codes, right? And like, <laughs> how many people adapted to QR codes real quick? Real oh, quickly yeah, yeah. Lives? Now everyone knows how to, you know, like like yeah. use them. And, and it's pretty it's cost-effective system. It's pr- yeah, it works out. We don't have to keep, because we were printing, yeah, at the beginning, we were printing menus like, I don't know, 50 a week or something like that, you know, like just constantly printing, 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 printing. And then we, we pivoted, we changed that. So we used to have an 11 by 17 menu, and we designed the whole menu around that size. And now everything's changed when we got it down to an 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper, basically. I want my paper menu. And just I want a magazine. Yeah, we, we, yeah. <laughs> we do print a few every week because there's a few people that come in that don't have their phone on them or they're older or whatever. And so, yeah, we have a few ready to go. But it's definitely, yeah, it, that's accelerated for sure. There's something wrong with your QR code. I promise you, there's nothing wrong with yeah. the QR code. <laughs> I promise. Yeah, the, the only thing, like sometimes places will put two QR codes right next to each other. Uh, like, here's our food, here's our beer. Yeah, here's yeah. food, yeah. here's I'm like, beer. I'm getting the wrong... Wh- <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, society really adapted to QR codes. I mean, during... Before the whole lockdown of COVID, I was... I was like, how do I ask? Do I need a QR reader or yeah. whatever? But then now, like, everything is just like, no, you just point your camera at it. It's like, yeah, because I remember seeing those in, like, Japan, like, five years ago, like, a long time ago. And, like, mm-hmm. it was just everything. And everything there, it's like, yeah, vending machines, like, restaurants, everything was on QR codes. And so now it's, yeah, definitely accelerated. And then, and then everyone got really comfortable with N- NFC. you like, no, yeah. just tap the chip. Don't even, well, tap. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that no part touching. is nice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Now, I mean, even so, like, like, like hey, uh, here, give, let me give you my contact information. And it's like, yeah. boop, you know, it automatically transfers to your phone. It just Technology is technology is pretty sweet right now. Yeah. yeah. Good time to be alive. It's, a, it's only going to get better, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. You know, I've seen the robots. <laughs> you know, the robot dogs and everything else. It might not. A robot but, future. The, oh, yeah, robot the, overlords. Robot overlords. Uh, <laughs> well, that's why I always say you, uh, uh, thank you. And uh, to like whenever, whenever my, my <laughs> to Alexa and stuff, and, you know, are like like running around the little and, vacuum and, rolling around the floor right now. Man, yeah, it's just plotting and that's waiting. DJ, that's DJ Roomba. DJ uh, Roomba. <laughs> whenever my Roomba gets stuck near a cliff, and like whenever it ends up on a carpet, it's always it's stuck near a cliff. I'll get it. I'll be like, I'm sorry. Here you go. Like, are you okay? Like, Here's you a little food. I didn't you mean know, to abandon you. To eat. Yes. Well, th- well, they're listening and they'll remember. I'm the nice one. They have long memories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. Let's get some more beers. We are a local group hanging out with Huggy Bear. Tom Painter, John Denman. This is ESPN. We'll be right back.
Our good friends at Balancins and Pearland have been pumping out some great beers at the newly finished Tap Room and Brew House. Lots of indoor and outdoor seating for you to enjoy their multi-award winning beers. With one of the most diverse tap selections, you are guaranteed to find your next favorite brew. Balancins Brewing, veteran and family owned. Bring the whole family. Kids and pets are welcome. Easy drive to Pearland. Tap Room is open Thursday through Sunday with food truck on site. Balancins.com. We will see you there. True Anomaly over in Edo is making great beers like Vera. Vera is an American sour ale heavily fruited with Marion Berry and Boysenberry during secondary refermentation, resulting in bold purple pours and a deeply refreshing berry sweet and tart complement to the day. But it doesn't stop with just the beers. Trivia every Tuesday starts at 7.30. Wednesday, live music, tacos, and reverse happy hour from 6.30 to 9.30. Thursday and Friday, happy hour is from 2 to 6 p.m. at $4 draft pours. If you are running in the Houston Marathon, stop by after with your bib for a free draft pour of a special blend just for the runners. Book the barrel room for your next special event. Check out the website at trueanomalybrewing.com. Bearded Fox Brewing Company. To put it simply, they are simple brewers who love great beer. They like beer you can taste. They don't want to drink beer just for the sake of drinking beer. They want flavor. They want hops. They want delicious. They want a beer that you can experience. Like Aunt Rose, a red lager with a distinctive red hue and malty characteristics. Balanced well with the German hops to create a very approachable beer and a crowd favorite. Locally brewed in Tomball, Texas. So come out and try your next favorite beer at the Fox Den. Bearded Fox Brewing Company in Tomball, Texas. Here, it's in the name. Cheers. All right, you're listening to Drink of Ages Radio here on ESPN 97.5. John Denman, Tom Painter, our guest this week is Huggy Bear, Mr. James Wolf, yo, local yo. brew brewing. What's up? Man, uh, well, you know, every third segment so we were talking about a barrel aged beer but you did even more than that you huh. came and dropped we were out. falling behind john we were falling a little bit so yeah, we, we need to catch, catch up, up. Yeah, exactly. a little three beer thing going on now a little trifecta yeah so we got our uh magic flips our dry hop lager so something light kind of started off wet the palate a little bit so we did this one it's kind of like an italian pills style dry hop the uh, german pills base and then laurel and saphir hops it's kind of an herbal, lemony, kind of citrus taste, a little dry on the end. It is. Everything you just described. Very drinkable. That is a delicious, delicious beer. Yeah, thank you. I wanted to do a dry hop longer, lager for the longest time, and I was trying to find the right hops to play with the lager yeast. I think a lot of hops don't play well with lager yeast and lager profiles. So. I think I found some good ones, though. Yeah, they, they t- typically start, I don't know, what, what, what exactly... What exactly is it? What happens to them? You know, because because you're right. You start trying all these different hops and, yeah. and lagers, and they just almost like I'm not gonna say they go stale, but yeah, they, they just kind of burn out. I yeah. To me, the so to me the log, the German lagers, you know, German pills. It's especially it's kind of it's got, you got that you can taste the malt. You, know, you can kind of taste that biscuity kind of malty taste. And usually in ales, you're not really tasting that malt base um, through the hops. And through the esters from the yeast, so the ale yeast. So I think the lager yeast is so clean, you're tasting that, um, those uh, those malt character. And I think that because of that, you need certain hops to play with that. So yeah. usually the noble hops work well with that. That's really good. So far, uh, what was the last beer? What were we drinking last segment? Uh, we did Hop School 6, our That's Juicy it. Hazy Pale. Yeah, we, we didn't really talk too much about that, but that that was delicious. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that one we rotate. Like I said, we rotate on that one. This is iteration 6, and then we did a Zazaka, 
Idaho 7, and shoot, one more hop. I'm blanking right now, sorry. But we kind of rotate the hops. Usually it's a two hop, but this one I did three. And I actually did some hops only in the Whirlpool and some only in the dry hop. Uh, to try to see what the survivables, uh, the survivable uh, hop characteristics that you get. Uh, it's kind of a new new research being done in hops. So I think some of those tropical characters kind of come through on some of those. That's an interesting little method Equinaut. Of Equinaut, that's what it was. Equinaut. Equinaut, Azaka, and then Idaho 7 only in the dry hop. And explain what you were talking about. Uh, the survivable? The survivable. Yeah, so uh, uh, Scott Janish especially, he's been doing a lot of research onto this and... Um, you know, looking at papers and doing research with different companies, like some of the Yakima Chief and some of those companies. And so they found that some of the hops have characteristics that will survive through through the boil, through whirlpool, through fermentation all the way to the end. And some hops have characteristics that won't survive that. So some of those tropical characters that we like out of New England IPAs, um, certain hops express them better in the dry hop. And some of them, they can be put anywhere in the, in the boil, in the whirlpool, wherever, and they still come through. So I kind of want to play around and, and kind of see what we could get out of it um, and, and kind of playing into those, you know, with the, with the hops we used. Yeah, there's so many different ways to just brew a beer. So many different methods. Yes. Uh, and, you know, systems come into play, whirlpools come into play, uh, reverse osmosis come into play. So, you know, whenever you're, like, sitting down to, to build a brewery, it's not so straightforward. No, that's the thing with with wine. You start with good grapes, you get good wine. Um, when you're distilling, it's kind of it's more of a process. Same thing with brewing. Brewing is all about the process. We all start with the same ingredients. Everyone's got the same ingredients as everyone else does, pretty much. And so it's how you use those ingredients. And so that's kind of what makes the beers different. And it, everyone's a different process. Yeah, different recipe. Uh, different ratios, different types of malt, different hops, different places you're using the hops. How's your water? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, your water. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Houston water, so what I've done is we do an RO system here, so we're ROing everything and then rebuilding back everything up from scratch. So I've uh, kind of taken some uh, education on that. It's taken a while. This is the first brewery I've worked at where we've done scratch. Uh, build it from scratch, so it's taken a lot of experience or taken a lot of uh, research. But uh, I think we're getting it down pretty good. And so now I'm adding stuff in. I'm only adding to the water what we want, what profile we're looking for, and that can change your body, the dryness, the sweetness, the hop character, the malt character. You can change everything with that with that profile. I I live in Pearland, and I would not make anything out of that water. I'll be honest with you. It's, it's a, it's, yeah, Houston-based water is very hard. So mm-hmm. Stouts, you can make good stouts make, here. Make a really good stout, yeah. for sure. It's hard to make the lighter styles, though. It's, it's difficult. It's, it's possible, but you got to do a lot of research into your yeast and malts and stuff to kind of compensate for the, the, the water that we have here. I mean, we're at the point now that out in Katie, like if we had an RO system, it would change the flavors up of... Every Everything. beer you make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you add it now, yeah. people are like, what'd you do? Yeah. It doesn't taste nearly as good. <laughs> like, 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 it would be a complete change up from the although from what I from what I hear our water isn't as bad as it is. Yeah, here. that's good. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I think on the outskirts it's a little it's a little better. Oh, oh man. I mean, you work there, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were some challenges, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think we made some good stuff. No, no, uh, you know, uh, we, you know, we have AC, some AC in, in the brew house now. Fancy. 
I know. So they, they, they didn't like y'all, you guys back then. <laughs> you know, know, whenever you were there. Uh, it was sweltering when I was there. When, uh, well, we, we, they put us big ass fans, but then, like, yeah. a trailer, uh, he was. <laughs> he was just like, man. He had his first Texas summer, Texas <laughs> summer, uh, 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 this past one, and he was just like, he's like, if we don't get some AC back there, a splitter or something, we're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, hey, we're, we're gonna we're gonna spend uh, ten grand in, in in AC parts of the the brewer's office and 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 some of this area. And it was like it was like it's like it's like why? Because the brewers are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a miracle that you know. It's like you no wonder no wonder like Huggy Bear went to Southern Stars and, and like and like and, and Taylor went to Great Heights. It's like you're, you're, you're killing the talent. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, but, that building the uh, that was the second that was the new brewery the, the No Able's in now. Yeah. Originally, we started in uh, the last rice dryer on the end. And the way it was situated, there was you open both doors on end, you get a nice breeze going through there. The new one was twisted uh, 90 degrees the other way, and so you did not. You open both ends, and you don't get a good breeze through there. Uh, the old one had a nice breeze, but the new one, yeah, it was. That's kinda, where uh, what MKT is now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, MKT yeah. They're in there now. Yeah, yeah they're like a uh, like a it's like a funnel. Yeah, it was way. nice. You open the doors, and you get a nice like the it would just suck in. You could stand under the rice dryers and feel that wind coming through. I think it's just the way. I don't know if it was the way it was designed. I, I guess it was the way they designed it oh. to, to, to dry the rice back in the day. So it worked. It worked pretty good. Yeah, oh. yeah. I've been out there where you know in summertime, June, and it's hot. Can't stand it right here. Move out just a little bit, and that breeze. Yeah, it's definitely oh, yeah. it's so much better. It's like a hundred percent better. Yeah, yeah all Katie, the Katie. Katie gets windy. Yeah, and that's that's like down in Paraland by my house. Like in the evenings are always nice because we get that little Gulf Shore breeze blowing. Yeah, we we get it all the way there, hmm. and it's nice. Katie, it's just flat. You know, there's nothing yeah, out there, nothing so it just the yeah, the wind just blows in the evening, and it feels nice. Good nice. sunsets. Yeah, that's nice. Good sunsets. Good brewery to hang out with, <clears throat> hang out at, drink some beers. Yeah, yeah. It's just a long drive from Paraland to get back home. Yeah, Val did that drive last night. Or say his wife did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, another, that's another story for another day. <laughs> the, uh, but, uh, yeah, man, this is all. So you're coming up on, what, two years? Two years uh, in February, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been, a, it's been a ride. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. It's been fun, though. It just has to be really difficult to really not know any potential yet. With yeah, everything going on in the world, we still don't you're know still what normal. You're you're is, one COVID. So. You're two uh, a blizzard in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, luckily with the with the freeze, we didn't uh, we didn't lose. Any, I think we lost power for twenty four hours, forty eight hours, something like that. But luckily, uh, everything was was okay for us. So. What a mess that worked out. Yeah. I don't know. Every once in a while, like I get the big urge, like, man, let's open up another bar. You know, let's get this stuff going again. Let's do something fun. And I was like, man, the world's still a little too crazy right now. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you know, wait just, a little bit. Just, I don't understand the economy rocking as well as it is with some of the shortages and yeah. you know, we're watching prices go up on everything. And Domino's Pizza is now going get ready. You know, pizza prices are about to get all oh, the stimulus money, inflation, you know, and, and all this stuff was bound to happen anyways. It's just the perfect storm. Yeah, well, it kind of makes me kind of makes me go, eh, not yet, not yet. Let's, let's just see how this all pans out. Let's wait. Let's wait for the the apocalypse to happen and get over with. Then we'll open something up. Yeah, for the leftovers. 
What are we drinking now? Yes. So the next beer is our Harris Nectar Straw Nana. So this is our double kettle sour with uh, strawberries and banana. We add a little lactose as well to add some body and some sweetness. Brings out the fruit character a little more, adds some body to the beer, it's and delicious. it kind of counterbalances that sourness as well. And as a double, is that the ABV? Yeah, so this one's about a little over 8%. <laughs> so, it yeah. Drinks, it drinks uh, very easy. Yes. <laughs> is what, it, what happens. Yeah, I, I've been told that I make beers that are drinkable, so it's, uh, it's a double-edged sword sometimes. <laughs> If you no. make it too drinkable, it's hard to it's hard to stop. <laughs> That's really good because you get a little bit of banana, you get a little bit of the fruits, but a little bit of tartness. Mm-hmm. That lactose really kind of milds it all down, and like I say, it gives it a little body. Yeah, it kind of rounds it out, brings it together. It kind of brings the fruit character out. I was I knew the uh, strawberry would go well with the sour, but I was worried about the banana because there's not a lot of fl- fruits foods you eat that are sour bananas. You know, that, that pairing, uh, maybe like a banana yogurt, maybe. Um, so I, I was a little worried about that. And then I was also worried about one flavor dominating uh, the other. But I think I, I think I got it pretty close. So that was, it was just kind of a guess. I never worked with bananas or strawberries before in a beer. So we used uh, purees on these ones. So, yeah, it worked out pretty good. I think it did. Uh, this is delicious. Uh, I can't even tell you what I would change about it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if there's any flavors I would want to be, want yeah, to be different. Honestly, I, I don't either. Like you, Most of my beers, I'm very critical. You, you know, you're on your own worst critic. And uh, this one, I think I hit it. This one I nailed it pretty close. So I, not, Nothing I can think of right now. Hmm. No, it is really good. I'd, I'm a big fan of sour beers. And all the way to like the ones that hit you in the back of the jaw. You know, mm-hmm. It's like really super sour to uh, the very mild... Yeah, easy drinking because they're, 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 they're all just, again, they're just really easy drinking beers. Oh, yeah, that acidity just helps it. You know, a lot, most drinks are sour, you know, sodas and, and fruit juices and things are sour. So it's just it's natural for humans to, that's kind of what they like. So and that's kind of what I look for inspiration is different foods for uh, inspiration for the beers. <sighs> What's next? I know we're, we're sitting there and the we, we kind of talked about the, the, the last <laughs> beer a little bit. Uh, I don't know if that was during the break or during a segment, well, I but I heard it was like fourteen something percent. Oh yeah, it's been some nice golden colors, like like all day, like like. But uh, but now you know, staring down the barrel of a barrel, yeah, <laughs> down the barrel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this is our. We shut down, and uh, I said, let's let's do a barrel aged beer. Who knows how long the shutdown is going to be? Let's get some beer into barrels and sit on it because we got time right now. So. We got some barrels. I ended up getting uh, five different barrels for this one. Uh, one rum and four bourbon. Four different bourbon. And uh, we aged, brewed the beer, threw it in the barrels, went in about 13%, and then came out around 14.8% uh, when, else, when I was all said and done. Blended it all back together, and then uh, came out pretty good. Did you blend all the barrels together? Yes. Is that how you did it? Yeah, yeah. So we put it in five different barrels simultaneously, aged it for 14 months, uh, didn't mean to go 14 months, but it just kind of worked out that way. Um, and then came out. And again, it's very drinkable for its alcohol. You can feel the warmth, but it's not. Uh, yep. It's it not hot. It's not a bite. Yeah, it's not yeah. hot. It's not too bitter. Um, no, it just kind of wraps around. You know, it's just yeah. like, ah, you're drinking something. Yeah. Decadent. It's <laughs> yeah, a nice uh, fireplace, you know, pit, fire pit kind of beer. Maybe a little cigar, you know, action, yeah. something like that. I like it. This pairs well with like chocolate molten uh, lava cake. 
I I think it would pair well with that or some French fries. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty much anything. Life in general. Life, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty happy with how this turned out. We had four different bourbon, one rum, and uh, everything blends together pretty well. Um, pretty tasty. Yeah. No, I think it, I think it uh, again, you know, all those flavors kind of mellowed out in this. So you're not really picking up this or that or anything. You're just picking up like a good, uh, you do get some barrel. You do get a little bit of, like I said, the warmth. Mm-hmm. But, man, this is just, just I don't know. It's delicious. Yeah, they got I, the dark fruit, some chocolate. I uh, love barely a little bit of that rum. Yeah. Mm. So in the tap room, how did the flights do for you guys? What's the flights? Yeah, flights do pretty well for us. Uh, people like them. Uh, they like the options, especially we got 14 beers on right now. So when they come in, they're a little overwhelmed sometimes. So um, sometimes they'll just say, "Do you do flights? Yeah, we do a flight. Okay, I want to try this, 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 and this." So we can do four at a time. Um, we can pick them, or they can pick them. Um, and it works well. It's it is a little more work, obviously, when it's busy. Sure. Uh, I know some places on the weekends they'll say no flights because it's just too much work, kind of thing. But especially right now, things are a little they're not so busy, so we can we can put a little more time into kind of customer service. You do know? you guys do tasters for people? Yeah, we do tasters as well. <laughs> so we use these same little five ounce glasses, and we'll just kind of do a splash yeah. for people. And because we want to, it's a, it's education. It, craft beer is still a lot of education and educating people on. Um, different flavors and different, you know, we got a couple of different hazies on. They're like, oh, I want an IPA. Well, it's like we got five on. Which one do you want? You know, and so here, taste this, taste that. This one's more alcohol. This one's more juicy. This one's drier. You know, kind of kind of let them taste it. So we do tasters. Um, a lot. So I'd say the flights are a lot of new people sure. coming in for the first time. Beer tourists. Yeah, they, they come in. They're not familiar. Or it's been a while, and they yeah. got a couple new beers on. They want to try them all. Um, but it's definitely, it helps. It sells for sure. And then a lot of times they'll get a pint after that. So they'll try the four. They go, you know what? I really like that one. I want to get one of those. And then they can try something uh, that they were a little hesitant on. You know, maybe a sour or maybe the barrel age. You know, they're like, mm, I'm not sure, you know, but we can give them a taste of that. And they can try just a, it's more than a splash. The splash gives you a taste, but it doesn't really give you the full effect of the beer. Yeah. Um, versus even five ounces. Sometimes it's still not enough for a, you know, a pint kind of gives you Sometimes two pints, three pints is what you need to kind of judge a beer, but but at least gives you a better idea. Well, uh, appreciate you guys having us out. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. Thank you, appreciate it. Local group brewing, really good beers, uh, really, like really really good beers. I got some practice, so I appreciate that. Yeah, beers are good. Food's excellent. Food, beer. Let's start over. Beer's excellent. <laughs> Food is really good. Um, <laughs> chicken wings, burgers. Uh, like I said, that's the only two things I've had. Oh, the queso. I did have the queso yeah. before. That was that was also really good. But, you know, if you mess up queso, then you might as well shut down, right? <laughs> uh, there. If you make a bad queso you in Houston, you can't operate, then yeah. it doesn't matter what else you make. Get out of town. Just get out of town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys Go are back a, to Ohio. You guys are in a great upcoming area uh, that's just, like, kicking ass. Like, like there's a brewery surrounding you. You and of course the Godfather of it all, St. Arnold. But then, anniversary down the pipe. Mug Club's coming on. It's a good time here, at local group. It is. Yeah. Thank so, you. 
want to thank everybody for listening, and uh, you can check out any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company. Find us online, drinkofages.com, SoundCloud, Apple, iTunes, whatever. The dark web. All kind of, all kind of, uh, some, you might get a virus if you go to some of the sites, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you get a... It's worth it. You get a shot, it'll take care of that <laughs> yeah, whenever it's over. A little penicillin. Huggy Bear, Huggy Bear says it's worth it. It's oh, worth it. It's Trust worth me. It. Would I lie to you? No. Your name's Huggy Bear. <laughs> you got to trust a Huggy Bear. If you can't trust Huggy Bear, who can you trust? Who can you trust? All right, come check out Local Group, and we'll talk to everyone next week. Everybody be safe.